Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Mondo Neon, this is Max. I'm with music artist Rin uh, on the show. Um, just an, a really incredible voice, not only just in the sense of music, but somebody who is putting together a lot of unique um, work, uh, you know, in terms of music, uh, our tracks coming out, um, music videos, things of that nature. I actually first found out about your work through Instagram and um, just there's a, a lot of uh, emphasis on just emotion, I think. And especially when it comes to neon, there's actually work that you've done, um, not only just visually, but also, you know, production wise, that actually involves some neon that we're going to talk about. So yeah, thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is really cool. Yeah, I met you on Instagram and now here we are recording our voices, <laughs> chit-chatting. Um, but yeah, I've really been, I really appreciated Neon my whole life. But then when I started doing some modeling and definitely like um, taking cover photos for my music and stuff, since I'm in pop, kind of dark pop, a little bit pop alternative, Neon is like such a perfect vibe for my music. So I've been really getting into that kind of a look and feel. But I really don't know much about Neon and the world surrounding it. So I'm hoping that you can kind of educate me a little bit today. Yeah, like so your project, I mean, I think specifically was the one at Urban Jungle, which is sort yeah. of like this large production space. So anyone doesn't really know what it is. It's kind of like sort of the Instagrammable moments, but it's, it's unique in that they actually have a lot of physical neon. Um, a lot of sort of their studio spaces are tailored around sort of the, you know, uh, kind of unique artistic variables it could be a time period it could be a certain aesthetic um and i find that very intriguing but from a musical artist standpoint like when you come in do you say like a photo shoot or video work um how was that sort of instrumental in in what you're trying to do um did you know kind of what you were getting into with that kind of i had never shot in a studio like urban jungle before but we chose it because of the neon signs we thought it was so unique and so cool and like you said it's very unusual of a space to have such centerpieces be the neon signs um one thing that's difficult about it is because of the glass you get a reflection so when you're trying to hide the camera or give the illusion that no one's actually there but you it definitely it gives a little bit of a, a tricky element to it but um it really did make all the photos so amazing um yeah and what in that photo work is just was it purely meant for sort of social media or did you have sort of an end goal with that or was it mostly just like let's see what we can do yeah it was really kind of just let's see what we can do um definitely for social media work but a lot of it was just for fun and creativity and figuring out different ways to mix colors i love that studio because it's mainly pink but there's cool touches of like the aqua colored neon sign on the main wall and um but yeah it's a really creative space and, and the music that you make is sort of, I don't want to describe it myself, but I think, you know, obviously heavily influenced by sort of synth and, and pop music in general. Um, I think sort of dance as well. Were you yeah. like, what was the musical twist for you? Like um, people unlock this question a lot with, okay, so I knew this place or I knew this person, or I was sort of affected by neon in this way, um, which on this show, I mean, it's gotten into a lot of different things, but what was that? What was that unlock? Like, I think a lot of people get struggle with that sometimes about how they can get started or what they can do. Was there sort of a, like a, a trigger for that? Yeah, hundred percent. It actually started out 
in a completely different way for me. I was actually studying to become a professional dancer when I was younger, and I was really into hip-hop. Hip-hop was my favorite thing, so I loved anything with a nice dance beat, obviously heavy sub-bass, um, and that kind of culture really, I feel like neon is a big part of that culture, and it kind of encapsulates the energy of it. Um, so I, I knew that I loved hip-hop, and then it wasn't until I was about 16, I'm, I'm 20 now, so it was about four years ago for me, when I started to write my own songs and really start to pursue music. Um, and I loved it, but the one thing that I wasn't happy with is that I wasn't able to dance while I was performing, because I was kind of doing the more singer-songwriter, sitting down at the piano, playing these ballads kind of thing. Um, and it was fun, but I've really found my place now in, in singing and making pop music or dark pop as I call it um, because it has that retro synth like you were talking about that pop synth but that super heavy sub bass and this driving beat that just wants makes you want to get up on the floor um, so yeah that's kind of been my journey with my music a little bit um, and what's cool is now that I have like the sound nailed down I'm really exploring like the visuals of what that sound creates and for for some reason I always tie synth with kind of the retro idea of neon and even like neon signs but also like neon clothing and stuff and that kind of um yeah that kind of vibe it fuels that too i think uh, one of the things it was like the video for um it was uptown which is sort of like these title screen elements but it deals a lot with other issues too um like social being as big as it is with other artists to connect um more with your audience and in the past i think how has that affected your approach to putting stuff out now? I think, especially now, everything is so public. Um, but I think for artists, it's actually sort of a blessing. Like, I think people forget what it was like. I mean, you're fairly young, which is great. But, you know, prior to the internet, sort of 2.0, you had sort of one or two pathways. And yeah. if you sort of didn't make the cut, um, you know, you kind of couldn't get further than that. Whereas I was actually just looking at one of your videos and it was like so interesting to see that you can actually like see what your viewer account is and know who your followers are and have this connection where, you know, sort of the larger labels would just sort of, you know, if they didn't think it was a priority, would just sort of shelve you and you become sort of unknown. And, you know, people would discover you later, like, wow, I wish I knew, you know, how many people say this, like they discover this record and they're like, wow, I wish I knew about this record 10 years ago when this artist was relevant and I could have gone to like see them and support them, you know? I mean, now you can actually do that. How has that sort of influenced you? I mean, being completely ingrained in the ability to kind of go out and put your own work out there. Yeah, no, it's really so cool because I talked to my parents and they told me about back in the old days when it was either record, la record label or nothing. <laughs> and nowadays, I mean, here I am running a full-time music business and I'm completely independent. And I'm able to put out amazing records, high-quality recording. I'm able to make these music videos like you've seen Uptown and had the neon signs, you're totally right. Um, I'm able to make these music videos and release them on my own without any labels support or anything um so it really is amazing social media and the internet has given us artists such a great opportunity however with opportunity becomes a very um how should i say let's say the ocean with fish becomes a lot bigger <laughs> you know because now right. you're dealing with the world wide web and everyone on there that loves music and wants to sing is competing on there so even though it does diversify our options it also has made it harder to get seen because there is such 
a quantity of us all doing the same thing. And of course, you know, population growth as well as an element, but um, I, always talk about back... I always talk about collaboration being such an important factor, especially for neon artists. I always do say this and they've been very successful. I think, especially a lot of, a lot of this is happening is like, you know, they'll do group shows and even help each other sort of uh, elevate each other's yeah. game a bit. I think a lot of that's actually happened because of the internet, because before, prior to things kind of coming together online, we, there wasn't a lot of awareness that there was this person that's like the next state over or right. that there's a community that actually makes all this stuff. I mean, there was obviously things happening, but nobody knew who each other was, whether it was like, you know, um, that's pretty inspiring, I think, too. Like other other artists that you've connected with locally that have been like supportive in that in that sense. Oh, yeah, totally. I've actually been kind of amazed. I live in L.A. and I've always had this opinion of LA where everyone's kind of on their own, you know, everyone out for themselves. But over the last few years, I've just grown this community of other artists that are pretty much just like me doing the same thing. And we all support each other. And it is really cool. Social media has definitely given us this great opportunity to make friends from far away and create communities. Like you said, it's, yeah, it's great. Um, like ghosting, you have this new song called ghosting, which is really rad. I think uh, seems like you have so many influences. Is there like, what does that song represent? to you like i'll put a link in the show notes too so people can check it out if you're listening obviously we don't we'll have a surprise at the end of the show um yes, a vocal a whole track we're going to lay out um but for right now this track ghosting is uh unique is there something that like sticks out for you in that yeah 100 percent. yeah you guys should definitely check it out it's a really cool um track especially on the chorus it has all these different layered um falsetto vocals and what the song is actually about is about losing touch with yourself and ignoring your own intuition that you're not happy in your life and just going through the motions because that's what you have to do. Um, and I feel like a lot of artists can relate that there are times when you just got to push through and do things that you don't want to do. Um, and so that's what I wrote the song about. I feel like a lot of people can relate and I'm sure a lot of neon makers too, because like you said earlier, you know, you're alone all the time. It's always you in the glass and, um, you know, maybe you're listening to music or whatever, but you're alone. So that song, I feel like really applies to that. Um, I definitely had some big inspirations from a few artists that I've been listening to. They're not big or anything, but one of the artists, her name is Wens. It's W-E-N-S. She's really cool. Um, but yeah, check out the song. You guys might like it. It's called Ghosting by me, Rin. It's spelled R-Y-N. So check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's on all the platforms too, like Spotify and that too. That's been yeah. great. I think you've gotten out there and um, done a lot around that. Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for artists, especially neon artists, but anybody really that listens to the show, I think the tricky part, if you're definitely creating at a high level, is to try and split your time between various personal projects and things that have to happen, like, you know, paying the rent, things like that, like right. obvious things that you need to do. Um, and then sort of being impatient. Like on the show, I talk a lot about, um, you know, just taking your time and sort of seeing things through um, and not challenging yourself against sort of like a particular quota. Like I've got yeah. to do this many projects or I have to finish this before I can do this. Like all these sort of hierarchical type things that get in the way of general progress. It's like, I have to do this before this particular age or I have to have this particular goal. I think, you know, how do you um, simplify that? Or like things that you've done that, <clears throat> you know, helped you kind of achieve what you're looking to do, like in the sense that, you know, are there things that you can point to that help you during those projects? 
Yeah. That's actually really funny that you mentioned being impatient. Uh, another single of mine is called impatient. It's about that exact thing where you're <laughs> in the process of building your neon sign or your art or whatever it is. And it's one of those processes that takes a lot of time and it's not an overnight kind of thing. And it's really, it is about that. I think one of the things that really helps me and I'm sure every artist creator can relate is just getting my feelings and my emotions out in my art helps to like lift that weight for me. Um, and what's been cool is whenever I write a song that's I never feel it is um, attached to some deep emotion inside, I just take a little video of it and I put it up on social media and I'm just like, all right, whatever, let's see what happens. And those always get a great response. Like people just, even if it's only a few people that really connect, they do connect and they're like, oh man, I can yeah, so you, you get that. pretty vulnerable too. It's like crazy. Like you'll do like, just like little bedroom stuff, like a keyboard yeah. and like, that's it. And that, there's really sort yeah, of no, <laughs> nowhere to go. Is that like, does that feel tough sometimes to do that? I mean, it must be challenging. I can't imagine it's like completely easy to do, but I do think there's something sort of inherently uh, powerful about that. I think a lot of mm -hmm. people sort of struggle around that, like putting their work out there or like finding a reason to do this stuff, even if it's just, you know, if, it, if you know, they're having issues around that, totally. like you, you just have all that out there and it's pretty cool because you can actually go back and sort of maybe look at different versions of the song or whatever that you've yeah. thought of. And I probably, that's probably very helpful, right? Like I'm sure when you're trying to go in the studio and do something like, you know, for real. <laughs> right. No, it's a hundred percent. And like you said, it, it is hard to kind of be vulnerable in that way. And I was really, I thought for a while that I was good at being vulnerable as a songwriter. And then I realized that every time I would release something of me singing a song, it always had to be perfect. And when I realized that, I was like, all right, I'm going to do something that's not perfect and I'm going to put it out there. And I'm just, it's just going to be me at my piano in my bedroom. And that's what's been making me really happy. But it, there was a period of adjustment for sure. And I still sometimes catch myself trying to perform, perform too much while I'm doing it rather than just pretend as if it's just me in my bedroom. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been a, it's been a cool process, but I'm glad that you appreciate those videos. That means a lot. Yeah. I think in, but that's the framework too, is that I'm sure like the comments are probably the most vital thing out of all that, because that's sort of where things happen. I think a lot of artists mistake that as just sort of general chatter. But if you actually look at all that, you'll find probably some very unique things that you'd never know about the work or, you know, if people do share that information. I think a lot of artists don't take that into consideration that there's yeah. someone else like that if you leave a comment or something like definitely respond to it or um, there may be something in that that could really propel, you know, your idea forward or whatever it is you're doing, you know. Yeah, no, you're uh, so right. And uh, just responding to a simple comment, it's like you feel like you're connecting with somebody over your art. Like that's the ultimate goal, right? So it's it's pretty cool to do that and to hear somebody that cares enough after watching your video to leave a comment down below. Like I never really care for views, but I care about comments. When I get like a lot of substantial comments, I'm like awesome i succeeded <laughs> yeah right um and then i guess as live shows come back um i think a lot of artists too are thinking like even like you know uh, gallery openings and things like that that they do or they may be involved with um i even just saw like there's an outdoor event happening for neon um oh, cool. that was kind of unique um they did a, like a botanical gardens so there's a lot of creative ways that other artists can get out there i'm thinking open air events, <clears throat> you know, lockdown was very real. And I think it, it really affected a lot of people's well-being, but also, you know, just the way that they, they, you know, they're able to work. Um, and I think a lot of people were really creative in what they did, but 
as things kind of open back up, um, are you thinking about touring or is like lighting a, a thing yet? Like, is, is that too ahead of itself? But like, have you yeah. experimented with all of that going on? Yeah, definitely. I've been actually doing a few live shows this year. It's been great to come back to it finally. Um, I don't have an official tour lined up right now. Right now I'm trying to build my home base here in LA and get that grounding very strong. And But I definitely will be going on tour soon. Um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe next few years. That's my goal. Like you said, though, I'm going to try not to be impatient about it. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you playing coming up, though, it sounds like? I am. Yeah, I've got two shows in May. I've got... Um, like an acoustic set thing going on in the beginning of May at a cool spot called Hotel Cafe in LA. Um, and then on Memorial Day, I'm actually going to be playing um, a full 30 minute set at this really cool venue called The Mint, also in LA area. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good gigs. I'm really excited about it. That's cool. We'll put those in there as well in the notes so people can, you know, if you're in LA to, uh, to swing on by if you like what you hear. So absolutely and, and... come on by, say hi. I'd love to meet you guys. <laughs> Yeah. And then as far as um, sort of ending notes there, I think we covered a lot, but um, wanted to give people a chance to hear what it is that Rin does. So, you know, stay tuned in the next, you know, handful of seconds here to uh, hear a track. So awesome. I'm excited to have that going on too. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really thank appreciate you so what you got going on. Yeah. Right. Thank you for having me on. It's been great.
Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up, and as always, thanks for listening.